This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss legendary horror filmmaker Wes Craven's two fantastic films, The Serpent in the Rainbow and Shaka. Listen, I'm not going to joke anybody. These movies aren't that great. Werewolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And we are back yet again yep. for another episode of the Swearwolves. Uh this week, gentlemen. This week we're doing it nude. Yeah. Um, I'm very, <laughs> well, very I, I'm doing it nude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Very uh, uncomfortable sitting on this couch. Yeah. <laughs> um but if you come sit on my lap, I'll be a lot more comfortable. <laughs> I sit on my own couch. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Um so isolated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked the movies this week. I picked a couple of Wes Craven movies. One of them, well, I pre- I picked one of them because we've talked about <laughs> it so many times on the podcast that I thought we should probably. It's happening. We've never really, actually, we never really talked about it. We just reference it. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Shaka. <laughs> Shaka. Uh, and uh, needed to pick another Wes Craven film and a movie that I had never seen before. Uh, with Serpent in the Rainbow. So, had you guys seen either one of these movies? No. Nope, neither of them. Neither of them, huh? Nope. No. Uh-uh. Well, that's good, because I had seen Shocker, but it had been a few years. Um, the only thing I remember from it is uh, the song. <laughs> <laughs> we led like lambs to the slaughter. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> and it's like, that opens up right away. Dun, like, dun, 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 like, dun, dun. Yeah. We're, we're in for a shocker. Mm-hmm. It's a cool opening. Uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We got to talk about. We're going to talk about these chronologically. So, Serpent yeah. and the Rainbow came out uh, before that. Yeah. Uh, the Serpent and the Rainbow stars Bill Pullman, Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> he was fresh off a of Lone Star uh, Spaceballs. Are you yeah. guys? You guys fans of Bill Pullman? He's all right. Yeah, I liked him in Spaceballs. What you else? Ever, you ever seen? Uh, you ever seen Lost Highway? Yeah. The Lynch no. film. Yeah. He's pretty good in that movie. That one's great too. That's a that movie. Wow, that's a mind Trippy. fuck. <laughs> Isn't that people that get off by causing car accidents? No, that's uh, that's crash. crash. Oh, crash. That's crash. Not yeah. to be confused with the other movie called Crash. Yeah. Crash. With the, 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 the lesser me. The lesser crash. Hack your skirt up a little more. Hack your skirt up, you little boy. <laughs> Show me your balls. <laughs> I'm the king of the castle. You're a dirty rascal. Crash in the mirror. <laughs> you know they they got they were nominated for yeah for rock and roll hall of fame they got ignored well no they got they got the most fan votes Dave like matthew's band yeah they do like a fan vote thing mm-hmm. and it yeah. only counts for like one percent or something like you know and then the final one came out 
and it was like completely reversed or whatever. Like I'm not a Dave Matthews fan, but I just thought it was interesting. Like they got a bunch of fan votes, but then like the Hall of Fame was like, no, we're not going to pick them. Weird. Yet. Well, you know, but I think I think Nine Inch Nails got the nod. They just got in. Yeah, Boom. Nine Inch Nails. I'll yeah. be honest. I actually looked into potentially going to Cleveland. Really? Yeah, listen, I'm not going to do it though because they're only going to play a few songs. Listen, and, yeah. here's the deal with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Any, oh, I'm not any, crazy about any it. fucking Hall of Fame. It's all bullshit. It is. It is yeah. all pretentious. It is bullshit that it they is. do to make money, and it's like the motherfuckers that get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Half of them don't deserve to be in the right. Whitney Houston's getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, they expanded it to kind of cover all music, so it still has the Rock Hall thing. Whatever. Like Notorious B.I.G. just got in. I would rather have him than Whitney yeah. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> because the greatest. Love I don't know. I think I think Whitney Houston sold more. How will I know if he really loves me? See, I like that song. I say a prayer every heartbeat. My- I'm asking you because you know about these things. Miles Davis is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah but he influenced a lot of rock. Oh, sure. But yeah, he's not rock at all. No, but all I'm saying is, is like... Uh, Dave Matthews is deserving. Nate, well, <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't give a shit. They was are. that? The, Here's the thing. Do you like them? Of course. That's all that that's fucking all that matters. Matter. Yeah, that's all that matters. And if yeah, I yeah. was Nine Inch Nails, if I was Trent Reznor, I would go, fuck you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't want your shit. Yeah. And you can kiss... My lily white ass. <laughs> he, he he despises the Grammys, right? He he's does. not a Grammy fan, even though he has a Grammy. Yeah. Um, but he has said, and he's, his stance has changed a little bit on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, because he feels the same way. He's like, there's so many deserving people who aren't in, and it's all horseshit. But he did say when he got in, he's like, it is humbling. It does feel nice to be recognized and appreciated. Yeah. But so he's kind of like, I'm going like, to keep, gonna keep on doing what I do. I'm going to put this out there but, right now. You know what he said, though? He's like, I'm going to allow myself to be happy for a day or two, and then I'm going to go back to doing <laughs> what I do. miserable. There you go. Here, I'm going to I'm going to put this out there right now. If for any reason, mm. the swear wolves get in the rock hall, get into <laughs> get an award, get a fucking nod into a hall of fame. I will accept the award and I will accept the <laughs> No, I will say fuck you to them. Because you want to know something? I don't do this. I don't do this for awards and I don't do this to get acknowledgement. What I do this for is for myself. Sure. To yeah. hang out with you guys and to maybe provide a fucking hour, hour and a half yeah. entertainment. Yeah. But at the same time, it does feel good like when we have a good download week. It's like, oh, well, yeah. of course. I mean, of yeah. course, but I like that people listen to us. And that's I like, not accolades. That's people who that's people enjoy in, it. They're getting entertained. Right. And yeah. that's what it's about. It's about making people laugh or making people think or making people fucking cry because they're yeah. like, why am I listening to this? That's what yeah, it's yeah. about. It's not about. Yeah. Because somebody wants to give me a fucking award, go fuck yourself. Fuck awards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rejecting all of them. <laughs> don't need them. Don't need them. Don't want them. It's like uh, playing in pinball tournaments. You know, I've I've played in a few and, you know, I'm, you know, I don't do terrible, but I don't do good either. Like I'm in, you know, I'm in the middle. I've never won like a trophy or anything, but I don't really care. But some people like take it so seriously. I know. Oh, oh I gotta win. win. I gotta win. I gotta, I gotta I came win. in second once. That's the best I nice. ever did, didn't I? Yeah, see, I never And I, it was a total fluke. I just I, had a really I just <laughs> happened to play well that day. I won uh I won a Donkey Kong tournament. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. Yeah. Here at David's house. Yep. That's Boom. right. I remember that. And I got won two or three. I won one, won a I came in them. second in one, and I came in third in one. I remember Brian was always like third, 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 third. Like, <laughs> Brian was always below me every time. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh, regardless, I didn't care. I was no. just ha- here having a yes. good time. Yeah, it's all for fun. And anytime I can hang out with my friends, or anytime I can talk 
uh, about shit that I enjoy and it entertains people. That's what the most important thing is. And so fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> fuck Bill Pullman. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck the Serpent and fuck the Rainbow. Yeah, both of them. Both Where's of Roger them. Ebert? Get him in here. Fuck, fuck Roger fuck Ebert. Fuck Roger Ebert. <laughs> That fucking guy. Yeah. I have something to say about Roger Ebert later on, right. though, and Gene Siskel. But All right. You, so, you always do. Okay. So, Serpent of the Rainbow, what do you give it? <laughs> What's your rating? What's your rating? <laughs> well, you know, this story is loosely, it's based on a book. Uh, the author is Wade somebody or another. Um, he actually <laughs> what's his Bugs. Wade, Boggs. Wade Boggs he played for the Boston Red Sox uh, okay it's it's Wade Davis Wade Davis all right yeah. I weighed somebody or another <laughs> but uh he this is like a biography it's a, based on it's based on a true story ba- I guess. yeah that's what they yeah, all when I saw say. that on the screen I was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. then you look into uh-huh. it and it's like everybody who's like it's all been discredited. They're like, <laughs> it's they all say, bullshit. They say based on a true story, and then when you look into it, it's like the only thing that really happened was like it's the same hotel. Well, <laughs> yeah, as you watch, it was like none of this happened, and and he kind of bullshitted some of his <laughs> findings. I think, yeah. uh, is at least that's what they say. Basically, um, Wade Davis went to Haiti, took a lot of drugs, and none of it happened. And then he's like, "You won't believe what happened to me," and they're like, "We don't." I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> Uh, makes me think like though you could write a book and just be like oh this happened to me and people would believe that shit mm-hmm. like oh this this house was yeah, haunted people are stupid yeah yeah oh well people give tons of money to like fucking john edwards not the politician they did that too but oh uh, yeah they the do. fucking guy who talks to dead people oh yes and yes. all he does is a magic show <laughs> basically <laughs> Yeah, he's like, uh, your uh, dead grandfather's name started with an... Uh, well, think about it. All right, if I was going to if I was gonna oh, talk... yeah. If, if I was going to talk to you, any of us... Oh, let, let's just say a, a, a wasp, a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant person uh, who is in a certain age range, I could say, your grandfather's name probably started with... I'm getting a W or an R, and they'll be like, oh, William or Richard... Well, yeah, because everybody back then was named fucking William or yeah. Richard. Like, or like uh, you're talking to like a middle aged person, like you've lost someone. Yeah, like, you've lost. I have, somebody. I have. Like, and it was um, and it, well, somebody close to you. Yeah, and it doesn't. Yes, have, it was my grandfather. <laughs> yes, if, yes, it was yes. your grandfather. And if and if they're like, well, no, nobody's nobody's died. Well, I don't mean death necessarily. Oh, you've lost yeah. like you've lost a relationship with somebody. Or, yeah, somebody you haven't. Mm. Oh, well, I haven't seen yeah. my high school sweetheart in forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was a very uh, beautiful person. Well, of course they're gonna think she's <laughs> fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I fucking hate people, uh, but I love our listeners. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um. So Serpent of the Rainbow, it's. <laughs> <laughs> loosely based on uh, Wade Davis. Please, Davis's please story. like us and uh, retweet <laughs> and vote and for us vote for an award. Give us a five star rating on Apple Music because ratings are very important to us. <laughs> ah, we don't push the rating. We thing don't. Enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't. But we have. We've asked. We've asked. We've, but we've asked. never said. Well, no, we have. Give us a five star. Yeah. <laughs> well, this. That matters only in the sense that it actually does affect the algorithm of how people can find you. Fuck algorithms. I don't believe in them. <laughs> I ain't got no rhythm. <laughs> I'm Elgo, and I ain't got no rhythm. Um, Wade Davis wrote the story. Bill Pullman plays Wade Davis's character, basically. He goes to Haiti. There's zombies. <laughs> yeah. But not like zombie zombies. No, like Haitian. Like the traditional like sense of what zombies, zombies are. Yeah. 
and these are uh, people that are presumed dead and then brought back to life. Yeah. Yeah. And so we see like a guy get buried, he's dead. And then like, as they're like kind of throwing dirt on the grave, like you see his eyes open and like, tear. a tear rolls down his cheek. I know. He's so, he's so distraught. He's so sad. Yeah. Dude. One of the scariest things that could ever fucking happen. Buried alive. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in those fucking tiny caskets that mm-hmm. they use in this. Oh man. That was the tiniest box I've ever seen in my life. They had a shortage of wood. Unlike me sitting here nude. I'm not nude. I'm a never nude. I'm, sure I'm never nude. <laughs> We're jean shorts. Dozens of people just like me. <laughs> Dozens. Uh, do you guys like so being buried alive? Yeah. Do you ever have dreams about death, like death dreams? No, no. Mm, Dave, I don't think so. I had a dream some kid was pinching my feet the other night. Weird. <laughs> and you woke up and it was your kid pinching your feet? No, I woke up and <laughs> I, asked, out of here. I asked my wife, I go, did you just pinch my feet? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell are you dreaming about? I said a dream I was on a water slide and some kid was behind me pinching my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So weird. It is weird. But no, I don't dream about death. Do you I, dream about death? Not like... Like purposely, like not well, like well, I don't but, dream about anything purposely. Well, yeah, no, but it, I, I, you know what I get dreams about mm. throughout my life is falling. Oh yeah, I've that's that's common. Yeah. I have a lot of uh, step, like the cartoon stepping on a rake and it pops in your face. Really, like, you have dreams about that? Uh huh. Dude, the best dreams are the ones where you become aware that you're dreaming. You I, have those. I oh, and you can do things. You can do whatever you want. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I yeah, wish. Yeah, yeah. I wish, yeah, yeah. dude. And I'll be honest. Anytime it happens, and it's really rare, but like when I figure it out, like the trick is like, oh wait, don't wake up. Don't stay wake asleep. Up. Yeah. I start flying. You start flying. I start flying and punching people. Yeah. Because you have like superhuman powers, and you punch them, they fly like fifty feet. I never, I've it's never amazing. been. I usually don't uh, remember. Aware. I usually don't remember my dreams, but when I have them constantly, that's how I'm able to remember that I have dreams about falling, because I have throughout my life. Do you wake up before them. you hit, or do you hit and then wake up? Um, I wake up before. I wake up before. Um, it's happened more than once when I was in high school. I like I would fall asleep on the desk. Oh yeah, <laughs> with with like kind of my hand shielding my eyes to look like I'm down, like, like reading, looking at the book, like I'm reading a book. And I've literally fallen asleep and dreamed and woken up from like a fall or something in my dream, and I'm sitting at the desk, and nobody really notices. To be like, yeah. it's not like, but it's very, it's very alarming. <laughs> do you think? Do you think uh, dreams mean anything? Um, Do you think they're like, uh, you know, there's tons of books. There's tons of books that translate dreams. I think sometimes the kid pinching my feet. What do you guys think? I I don't know if there's anything behind that (laughs) foot fetish. I mean, I don't know. I like Tarantino movies. (laughs) I want to think, I want to think they mean something. I don't know if they do, but I really, you know, I was listening to something the other day. They were talking about how given the science that we have available to us right now and Mm -hmm. given the. Um, mathematics of the universe and the quantum physics and everything. Yeah. There's a lot of scientists leaning towards that we're in a simulation. Hmm. Um, because everything, and listen, I'm not a fucking scientist by all means, but, <laughs> <laughs> but basically everything in the world can be reduced to ones and zeros. Hmm. Every, not even in the world, in the fucking universe yeah. can be reduced to ones and zeros. So it's all like a program. Right. And so somebody was theorizing that your dreams are 
getting you in touch with outside of the program. Hmm. And it's like a way to connect to whatever is outside of the program. Mm. So, you know, if I'm fucking Neo and I am Mr. Anderson, <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, if I'm Neo, I'm going to be getting in touch. I'm going to be taking the fucking red pill, blue pill. I which? can't remember which pill. You're going to take one of them. I'm going to take one of the 50 <laughs> shot. I'm going to take one of the pills. Yeah. Um, no need to research. Just yeah. <laughs> go with your gut. <laughs> I like red, but I like blue too. So I guess it'll just depend on the day. But I don't know if we're in a simulation and then you're dreaming within the simulation. That's that's fucking meta to tie uh, nine inch nails back in uh, their last three EPs that came out. Like it's like a trilogy that they did. Uh It's kind of centered on that theme. So part one is basically like life is a dream. Part two is life is a simulation. And part three is life is reality and it sucks, basically. Mm. Well, even if it's a simulation, it's real to us. Yeah. And. That's well, it's that. like the the. But can you control? If it's a simulation, does that mean you could hack into the simulation and control some? It's stuff? like the shadow. Ever the shadow in the cave or the shadow on the wall? I've analogy. heard of the serpent and the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically like if you were facing a wall, like your whole life, like you're like you were chained up, and everything that you saw was based off of what was happening behind you, and you could only see the shadows. You would get an idea of what life might be like. But if you ever became unchained and were able to actually see it. It might be completely different because uh, you're just be- viewing your interpretation of reality. You know, Oof. I've thought of something like that similar to... And there goes my mind. <laughs> yeah. Where's With, my mind? Where you know, because I? I've learned to control my mind as far as not thinking about things that are out of my control. Mm-hmm. And I've even thought of the notion of like, well, are these things even really happening? You know, I only know what I see. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't even believe all the things that I see. Mm. You know, like sometimes this world just blows my mind. It's like, you know, is this real? Is, is Are these things really happening? Well, and a lot of it too is like things that may be happening. What's your interpretation of that thing? Right. And if you interpret it, we were talking about like some political stuff, right? Yeah. Some stuff that's happening in the world. People are like, yeah, I fucking love this. And some people are like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, what's your reality? Yeah. Like, you know, like stuff on television. I don't watch television. Yeah. You know, I, I obviously don't have cable or any kind of subscription. You don't watch my 600 pound life. No, it's a a great (laughs) show. I mean, like, like you don't watch the masked singer. <laughs> oh, another uh, one that got me fucking sucked in was the fucking masked singer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just feel like fucking mass. You singer. know, it's, it's, it's almost like just being spoon fed to us. And the news is so awful too. And, and a lot of it's just nonsense. It's like stuff I don't care about, Yeah, you know, or it's stuff that's just, like I said, it's out of my control. What can I do about it? And it's, you know, so I just, put it out of sight, out of mind, Mm -hmm. but some of it is alarming, but I think keeping yourself informed. Yeah. Keep yourself informed, but you know, and I use a lot of like TV watching to inform my like pop culture knowledge. So Mm -hmm. I can like, you know, make snide comments in this (laughs) fucking thing. And people are like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's one thing to inform yourself, but then it's like, (laughs) it's like, what, what do you take in as fact? Yeah. A lot of it you just got to take with a grain of salt. It's all entertainment. Yeah, But that's all we got. That's all we got. All we got is fucking entertainment. Find find the entertainment in everything. I got my guitar. (laughs) That's all you need, man. That's all I need. That's all you need. That and Bill Pullman. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
Oh, Serpent and the Rainbow. What do you, what do you give it? <laughs> Let me. Let's just kind of. We can rip through. Let's. Rip through I mean, it. we're gonna need to. We spent the last half hour talking about fucking the Matrix, discussing our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> this is a therapy session for us today. I feel better. Um. So, I don't know. There's like some fucking uh, Haitian voodoo people. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're giving a certain drug to uh, individuals to make it seem like they're dead. They're burying them. Then they're digging them back up and through some kind of voodoo magic, they're controlling, controlling them. Controlling them, yeah. Yeah. So they're zombies. Like, if you look back to the before pre-George Romero, mm-hmm. zombie movies, like White Zombie, um, specifically because it's like one of the only ones I remember, uh, it was about well, yeah, controlling what, people. Yeah, White Zombie involves like a witch doctor and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also a band. <laughs> Pretty good band. Yeah. I love listening to White Zombie. White Zombie oh, dude, awesome. I do too. Sometimes I'll put on White Zombie or Rob Zombie. I mean, I find them interchangeable. I, I, I guess people that are hardcore fans will know the difference. But like to me, I can like just be White like, Zombies, yeah, a little more metal. Whereas like I, yeah. his solo stuff's a little more industrial. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always liked White Zombie more, better. More than, yeah, more than his solo career. But regardless, I'll put on uh, Rob Zombie and White Zombie and I'll just fucking... Man. Like it's good driving music. It just takes me back yeah. to <laughs> junior high school. Yeah. Wow. High school a, for me. And uh, I had my old white zombie I, shirt. I think it was nice. married with a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, those movies, that movie White Zombie, it's about traditional zombies. Mm-hmm. These voodoo type, uh, basically people mind controlling others through magic. And so that's what's going on. And Bill Pullman gets sent down to Haiti to look into it by some uh, biochem it's like a pharmaceutical company yeah. or something like that, right? Who wants to get it for anesthetic purposes? Yeah, it's, it's all about money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the, an. An- oh, yeah. Go ahead. One of the guys is uh, Alfred from Timber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne, I take the liberty of washing your dick for you, <laughs> with the exception. Of, yeah, here it is. <laughs> oh, that's detachable. You know um, when when. When I started watching this movie and the cast, the you know the cast names were showing on the screen. Majority of these people are dead, by yeah. the way. Mm. Oh yeah. Besides Bill Pullman, yeah, zombies. <laughs> well, it said it said Michael Goff had his name on the screen, and I was like, I've seen that name before. So I was watching the movie, and then I was like, Oh, it's Alfred. It's Alfred. That's who it is. Uh, I like Michael Caine as Alfred. Yeah, I do too. He's a great actor. Michael mm-hmm. Caine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great actor. He's in this movie called Mona Lisa. He's also in this movie called Jaws. Bob 4, Hoskins, The Revenge. Oh, he's in. He is in the best movie of all time. Yeah. Bob Hoskins also dead. Yeah, yeah. Bill Pullman also dead. <laughs> also dead. No, Bill no, Paxton. Bill, Bill Paxton yeah. is dead. And Bill, Bill Pullman's alive. Dead. Bill Pullman's alive. He's alive. as of this podcast <laughs> yeah. recording. Yeah. He's hopefully. Alive. I mean, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> it's like that SNL skit with Dana Carvey as Tom Brokaw. Uh-huh. He's like Gerald Ford today. Gerald Ford passed away, <laughs> and this was this was back in '97, so Gerald Ford hadn't died yet. Oh shit! So they're like practicing, like, but it was it was originally a Dana Carvey show skit, and then they brought it to SNL. That's funny. He's like Gerald Ford today Gerald has died, Ford. and they're trying to think of like different ways Gerald Ford died. Oh, so oh, they were yeah, just right. they're coming like, out like there's some real creative. <laughs> they're just ones. pre-recording yeah. it. Yeah, they're pre-recording the so they could be first with the reporter. Do you think? Do you think newspapers have obituaries already typed up for people that are like on definitely the cusp? like on the death watch? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh shit, the queen, the queen of England just died. Publish, yeah. <laughs> so they can be like within two minutes of her dying, they yeah. have it already yeah. out. 
Every day there's one person, their their whole job is to go in there and just change the date that it's supposed to post. Like, nope, yeah. not yet. Just push that out. And they just got to refresh their well, look at the so Look at the age see. we live in now. We get <laughs> fake death reports of people who haven't died. But it's all, all, Jeff time. all the time. Did Jeff Goldblum just get one? He gets them all the time. Yeah. And it's usually similar. Usually it was while he was filming a movie, he fell like from like a high, like a cliff or something God, like if that. That, happens, that happens all the time. If that happens to him in real life... Yeah, that's Jeff Goldblum's funny. so cool though. Like, if it happened as he was falling, he'd be like, "That's <laughs> funny." <laughs> Jeff Goldblum has a show on Disney Plus. I don't know. Do you have oh, Disney? Plus? Yeah, I do. Have you watched it? I haven't, but I've heard it's good. Uh, it is good. He talks about different like, like things. Like one episode is devoted to sneakers and people that because there's people. Them. Oh yeah, that are really crazy like into collecting sneakers. Yeah. Like they got their fucking Jordans and their fucking Yeezys and all this other <laughs> kind of fucking shit. And they go for big bucks. Yeah, like, it's nuts. It's amazing how... Don't you are. wish you could just be on the cusp of some of that stuff? What? Like, and be like... Like, what if... Like a... like a, Somehow, okay, yeah. it becomes really in to collect like horror figurines. And like all of a sudden, like all these like horror action figures that I have yeah. are like worth... Tens of thousands of dollars. Brett just shows up for our next recording in a top hat and monocle. <laughs> I just made a quite a pretty penny. But I'm just saying, like, I would never. <laughs> my Pamela Voorhees figure. I'm Robin Leach. <laughs> and we're here with Brett Anderson. His whore figure collection. He funded his whole house. <laughs> um, but I, like, People that bought like Jordans and just never wore them, and now they're worth like ten thousand dollars. Yep, it's freaking ridiculous. Nuts. But I would never be involved. In, like I have garbage pail kids. I have a garbage pail kid collection, but yeah. it's like series three. Yeah, it's like yeah. well, nobody cares about series three. Yeah, it's all about one. <laughs> yeah, it's all about one or two. Yeah, and it's like fuck you. <laughs> I like series three. <laughs> <laughs> series three is fine. <laughs> you know, I'm always like a day late and a dollar short with everything. <laughs> story of my life mm-hmm. garbage pail kids i love them somebody was telling me um i think it was garbage pail kids series they have a horror they have a new horror series of garbage pail well kids. but the originals uh-huh. the most i think it was it was either this or some series of cards but the most collectible card is actually the checklist card because kids would just throw them away ah, well they, it depends because each different garbage pail kid mm-hmm could have a different back yeah. depending on how it was printed. Yeah. I don't even remember if it was Garbage mm. Pail Kids, but it was something where like the checklist was like so a, a rare. Pr- a pristine, that makes sense. So a pristine like atom bomb. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2A. Because they always had 2A and 2B because they were twins mm-hmm. in the Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, or 1A and 1B, 3A and 3B. But anyway... Uh, a pristine version of that with a checklist back that hasn't been checked mm-hmm. is worth a lot. But there's also that with a puzzle piece back yeah. or mm-hmm. that with an, an advertisement, like a fake advertisement on the back or whatever, or like a, a biography of the character on the back, right? Yeah. So it could have one of like three or four different backs mm-hmm. to it. So yeah, Garbage Pail Kids were the shit back in the day. Yeah, I remember them well. I remember we drove around. My mom drove me and my sisters around because I really wanted them. She drove me around to about five different stores, and we finally found a store that had them because they were all sold out. Hmm. Finally found a store that had them, and they would only sell me four packs 
per person. That's crazy. So I went in and I came back out and I was like, they'd only sell me four packs. And she sent my sisters in and then she went in. That's awesome. <laughs> so she could yeah. get me some more packs. And they were like probably 35 cents a piece. <laughs> right. But they're worthless now. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I got them all. Nice. Uh, series three. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Serpent of the Rainbow. What do you give it? <laughs> This is like the most tangent-heavy episode we've ever done. <laughs> it is, but I'm enjoying it. I also am enjoying it. Because uh, this movie's kind of hard to explain. It's so he, very hard to explain. Anyway, he gets sent down there, and he starts investigating. He meets a nurse. Of course, the nurse. There's... When he meets this fucking doctor, yeah. she's a doctor, by the way. Um, when he meets this doctor, it's like you got all these like Haitian people, and then it's like he's looking around, and it's like a beautiful African-American woman and it's like, of course she's playing that. Like, it wouldn't be like a crusty, ugly old man, right? <laughs> it's got to be a beautiful woman and that yeah. he can fuck eventually, which he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, but yeah, it's he like... He gives her the Schwartz. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. But uh, that's so ridiculous. Anyway, so he wants to find out where this drug is. He meets this one guy who's going to sell him a drug and he's like, uh, he feeds it to a goat. Yeah. Yeah, to prove to prove that it works. To prove that it works, and the goat dies. And so Bill Pullman takes out his knife and he like puts an X on his uh, hoof, and he's like, "I'll be back tomorrow to see that the goat's alive." And he does it while the guy's not looking. Yeah, yeah. And he comes back the next day, and the goat's alive. And he looks at the hoof, and of course, there's no X on it. So right. he he tells the guy, he's like, "You're fucking full of shit." And he's like, "Listen, I can get you the stuff that you want." Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, but meanwhile, there's like a bad Haitian voodoo guy. Who's played by this actor? He's a South African actor. Uh, he's since passed away, but I've I recognize him as other parts that he's oh, okay. played before. Yeah, but he uh, doesn't like the fact that Bill Pullman's like snooping around. Yeah, stop poking around. And so <laughs> he makes it very clear. <laughs> yeah, he he takes a nail and sticks it through his scrot. Balls, yeah, <laughs> just a scrot, just a scrot. Yeah, just the sack. Yeah. Oh, oh like, he's like the chief of the police down there or something too. He's but he's his like, balls. He's yeah. not a monster. Yeah. yeah. He's like, look, I could have gone pierce, higher. I'm gonna pierce your sack though. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> little nail to the coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he um, and 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 he frames Bill Pullman for a murder. Mm-hmm. Of, of this dude's uh, this, sister, right? Yeah, the sister. The one guy who's a zombie now, uh, his sister. And so um, he says, look, I can release this or I'm going to let you go. You go back to America and everything will be fine. So Pullman goes back to America. Meanwhile, the guy who made him the drug, um, who Mo- killed, uh, killed the goat, yeah. uh, he gets beheaded. Yeah. Well, and before that, though, he sneaks on the plane and he gives Bill Pullman the real stuff. And he's like, hey, take this back to America, but I want my accolades. Like, yeah. Make me famous. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have time to make him famous. The guy <laughs> gets beheaded. Bill Pullman's back with fucking Alfred the butler. They're having dinner. Uh, some dude's fucking wife goes crazy. <laughs> she tries to stab him. Uh, he leaves and he's like, I got to go back to Haiti. I got to make sure the doctor's okay. There's yeah. a lot of back and forth. The chick that he fucked. Yeah. <laughs> She's not returning my phone call. <laughs> and I know we had something. There was something there. She's like, she wouldn't just ignore me. Uh, you have a little penis. <laughs> she felt it too. <laughs> she didn't. She barely felt it. <laughs> it was like a fucking hot dog in he the heard Grand that Canyon. Her, her got pierced. He's like, well, I want children. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> We can adopt. <laughs> eh, nah, but then it won't look like us. We'll get questions. Like, sorry. Uh, so he goes back to Haiti. Finds out that homeboy's been uh, beheaded. Uh, he gets 
rescued by Paul. Uh, oh yeah, Paul Winfield. Paul Winfield uh, also has passed away, but Paul Winfield's been in a lot of movies. Terminator. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he kind of he's another voodoo guy. Yeah. Like a good voodoo guy. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. But it doesn't help him. Yeah. At all. He gets caught by the high priest, who is going <laughs> to kill him. Uh, the nurse is about ready to get her head chopped off, but then there's a big political uprising. Yeah. Which stops everybody. Bill Pullman gets buried alive, gets dug up by the other zombie, comes out. He's like roaming through the streets. Everybody's screaming when they see him. (laughs) And then he goes and saves the nurse. They fight the bad voodoo guy. Yeah. Throw the souls down on the ground. He catches on fire. That part was pretty cool when the guy caught on fire. It's like, yeah, all right. And then he's burnt corpse. And then he disappears. But then he comes back. He comes back. And he attacks Bill Pullman, who puts him (laughs) in a chair. Same chair that Bill Pullman got his nuts stabbed in. And this time Bill Pullman's like, he's got like fucking psychic ability now because he just yeah. looks at something. And the chair happens. moves. That's the Schwartz. He's got yeah. the ring. He's got the Schwartz. From yogurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then a fucking giant nail comes through and stabs the fucking voodoo uh. priest in the nuts. <laughs> the ring is bogus. I got it out of a Cracker Jack box. And he gets sucked uh, in the chair down to hell yep, the or ends. whatever. And then the nurse comes in, or the uh, doctor comes in, and she's like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's good now. <laughs> she's like, I'll marry you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm not really uh, looking actually, to be tied down, actually. I don't really want a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of traveling to do. <laughs> I'm very busy. As an anthropologist. <laughs> uh, I, I Listen, was the movie good? I think it was all right. Um, it's not my type of movie. It was all right. It was it was a little long sometimes. It was a little boring sometimes. The story was a little meh. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think overall, I'd give it a two and a half. Mm. That's what I give it. I can go. Um, I give it two and a half as well. Um, shaka, shaka. <laughs> I just saw that it's written on his notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I wrote it like uh, in a very whimsical, fun way. Yeah, you did. Because I was excited. I was like, "We're gonna watch Shocker. Let's do this shit." Um. So, this you're right. This is a very hard movie to explain. Oops, sorry, and I just felt like it was. This movie wasn't as smart or as good as I think it wanted to be. I think it like its ambition like exceeded like its actual like execution. Yeah, because it felt a little pretentious. Um, I didn't like the decision for Bill Pullman to narrate. Like it felt like kind of film noir style, and a lot of the narration I felt was pointless. Like this could have been explained in dialogue or by yeah. showing us things. Some of the visual effects were pretty cool. Mm. Um, the performances were fine. I just found the story itself not to be. I didn't find it. I, I think they could have done a lot more. It's just not, I like the idea of it. Do you? One thing I did like was like the whole political uprising thing. I think they could have played into that a little bit better and made some connection. Uh, you know, j- just earlier we were talking about like how you can kind of choose the reality that you live in and like the media can steer the way people think. Like, and in a way we. Not to get political, but like we have people who have essentially become zombies because they believe everything they see, depending on what news station they watch or yeah. what who they follow on social media and things like that. Yeah, um, I think they could have done more of that. Of like, we're all zombies in a way, um, but it didn't really it didn't really go that deep. No, no, um, no. So I thought it was all right. Well, I probably won't watch this movie again, but I gave it two and a half. Yeah. So in other words, uh, the the theme of the political uprising. Uh, felt isolated like it 
Like it didn't feel. It was like, like tertiary. It, it wasn't even like a secondary plot. Yeah, it, it didn't like, really feel like part of the movie, right? Like that's no. kind of how I felt. It yeah. was yeah. just. It was just in the background. It was just, and then at the end when it became convenient. Yeah, and you know, and it could have been utilized much better. I agree with that, David. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought the story was kind of a mess at times, and like I felt myself just kind of like waiting for something to happen. Um, I wasn't really crazy about Bill Pullman's performance. Like this is like. You know, I think it's one of his early films. Yeah, he was, yeah. was young. He was right after Spaceballs. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I love them in Spaceballs. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, this. I, I just, it's, it, Dude, I we, we should have reviewed Spaceballs. There was a part that actually made yeah. me think of Spaceballs because there's a part where like he escapes from his hotel room or wherever he's staying, and yeah. it's an obvious stunt double. Yeah. And I thought of that scene in Spaceballs where like you captured the stunt doubles. Yeah, <laughs> this this was his third film. Uh, right, right after Ruthless People and Spaceballs, and I love Ruthless, Ruthless People. Ruthless People was a great movie, and 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 you know, and he's he's great in those kind of movies. Like early on, like he, <laughs> Bette Midler, we talked yeah, about her earlier. yeah, he, Danny DeVito. I love Ruthless People, and he's great in Spaceballs. But I just thought like he felt he just felt like out of place in this movie. Yeah, like I didn't really buy into his character. I didn't really take it seriously, and I thought at times he was just kind of weak. But um, I give it a two. I wasn't really like. I, I didn't feel um, that I was immersed in this movie. I was just kind of watching it and, you know, it didn't really do anything for me. And like, like you said, Dave, some of the effects were great. You know, there were some cool moments, but some of the effects were okay. They were okay, but like yeah. it, it wasn't enough for me and, you know, yeah. I'm probably not going to watch it again. So, yeah. So was that give us 2.33? 2. 2. 2.33. Yeah. I, you know, and that's probably the right rating. I mean, I don't, I don't think people need to watch this movie, but if you're a fan of Wes Craven, maybe you're like, meh, I should yeah. watch it. But like Dave said, it tried to be too smart, like for its own good, like, you know. It just really like was lacking something. It was and, lacking something. And I don't know if that something was just plot or <laughs> if it was just like Yeah, excitement. like the story wasn't interesting enough to really work as a drama. It wasn't scary enough right. to work as a horror movie. It was yeah. just kind of a mess. You know what would almost make it better was to include the people believing in the supernatural, right? So the people like that live in Haiti, like Mm -hmm. they're scared of this guy because Mm -hmm. they believe he has supernatural powers. Yeah. But make it that he doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like, like it all all can be explained because at the end yeah. it's like he's got these souls in these jars, and then he comes oh, yeah. on fire, and then he comes back to life, and he gets sucked down. Like that all becomes very supernatural. But before that, it was like, oh, he gave these people this drug, and they just couldn't move for twelve hours. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Because something else that I wish they would have done, and I think it would have made the movie more interesting, was I kept waiting for it to be revealed that Bill Pullman was a zombie. Mm. Did you either of you think that might be happening? And that the whole purpose was to get him to go to America to take this thing. Oh well, so that they can control other people. That I, wouldn't be a I good. Th- that I would be a good. I thought story. that was how it was going to end. And then when he started doing all the uh, telekinetic, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, that was just yeah. like, all right, we're going a different direction. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and none of that is explained either. Like nothing's really explained. No. Yeah. Oh, but it, it it you know what the style of this movie it felt like a made for TV movie at times. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It felt very. <laughs> Very cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, the next movie is a lot more realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very oh, much so. Yeah, very much so. Um, <clears throat> Wes Craven is one of uh, the forefathers of modern horror. Grandfathers, I should say, not forefathers. 
but he's one of the grandfathers of modern horror made movies like uh, Last House on the Left, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream even. And then he also made a little film in 1990, right? 89. 89 called Shocker. Now, you guys had never seen this movie before, but I've talked about it. I kind of explained a little bit what it was about to you guys. This movie stars Mitch Pileggi, Peter Berg, and some other people (laughs) that I can't remember. Michael Murphy. Written. Cammie Cooper. Written and directed by Wes Craven. Wes Craven wrote this. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Well, you know why why he wrote it, though, right? Well, it was kind of an answer to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. It was was an answer to to, 4 and 5. Yeah. And he kind of wanted to make it a franchise, too, right? Yeah. But it failed. (laughs) And and we know why. (laughs) Listen, Wes Craven has created some great movies, great characters. Wes Craven did not succeed in this film. <laughs> I am going to throw it out on uh, front street right away. All right, what do you give it? This, <laughs> so let's let's talk about this. Mitch Pileggi plays a serial killer by the name of... Uh, uh, Horace Pinker. Horace Pinker. And Horace Pinker is a TV repairman. By the way, his soldering skills... Are garbage. Are garbage. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of the movie is like a montage of him trying to fix a television. And uh, he's soldering. Solder's falling on his boots. It's everywhere. I'm like, (laughs) you suck. Were Um, you looking at like, what kind of monitor is that? Is that a a K7000? (laughs) For those of you who don't know, we've all repaired uh, arcade monitors. Put a cap kit in a monitor here and there. Had to do some soldering. It's really not a lot of fun. It's not. <laughs> I you, find it very therapeutic. It, it can be relaxing. And you know, everybody hates those Samuel EZs, but I don't mind doing them. Oh, uh, for like a Nintendo Like a Donkey Kong? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't mind doing those I monitors. like those ones. Yeah. I did one of those not too long ago. They're not that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, you have to do a lot of soldering, be a little bit precise. And you don't solder like that. You're not sloppy. You're not taking a soldering iron and just slamming against the solder. And that's the, and my solders are not the I'm greatest. Not, I'm not well, good. did you see the the size of the gun that he was using? No. Oh the, yeah, the yeah. tip was like the size of like your pinky. Yeah, you would not use <laughs> like that. it's like yeah, that's true. Yeah, you wrong, would use something a lot smaller. That's the wrong one. Like, yeah. uh, uh, but anyway, regardless, but movies. <laughs> What the uh, hell? We open up with him doing this montage and we hear the song. Shaka. 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 It's a rad opening. By yeah. Dudes of Wrath. I'll give it that. Like which uh, includes, uh, what's his name from fucking Paul, uh, Kiss? Paul Stanley. Paul and, Stanley. And you know, it's 1980, what, 89? 89. Yeah, it's like, yeah, obviously. like This is like the, the death, end of the, the hair metal? Y- yes. Well, it's like every every horror-related movie is going to have like some like heavy metal anthem. Yeah, we talked it. about yep. Jason <laughs> Lives like, with uh, The Man Behind the Mask. Uh, even Freddy Krueger, I think, has had uh, like uh, Doc in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, from uh, yep. yeah, or from three Dream Warriors. Or from Dream Warriors. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, <clears throat> so we've had like these hair metal bands yeah. that come out with these theme songs, and so you got this Dudes of Wrath, which is the worst dudes? name of a fucking Dudes, dudes of Wrath. It's the oh, worst name for a band ever. It's pretty bad, but. Uh, but he's a Chumba Wumba is pretty bad too. Though. I get knocked down when I get up again. Is that Chumba Wumba? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. Uh, Hoobastank. 
Oh, Kubus pretty, pretty bad name. I'm hey. not a perfect person. Mm. <laughs> All right, name the band. I got a song for them. And the reason uh, oh, it's you. only shitty bands, though, apparently, <laughs> that I could name. Um, so uh, this guy, Pinker, is a serial killer. I, He's a killer on the loose. He's killed like thirty plus people. Yeah, and we cut to we meet the our star, uh, Peter Berg. Peter Berg. He's a director. He witnesses now. a killing in a dream. Yeah. Right. He's a football player. Yeah, he's a football player. It starts. He off. gets a concussion. He gets mm-hmm. a concussion. Oh, that's right. And he falls asleep. He falls asleep, and he he's back in his dream. He's back at his uh, house, his foster house. Yeah. Does he live on Elm Street? It looked like the same neighborhood. He might as Dude, well. Dude, it was very Elm Streety. Yeah. But he hears some screaming from inside his foster house and he goes in and he sees his like foster mom, his sister, his brother, whatever, all get killed. And then he wakes up from his dream only to get a phone call from his, his adopted dad. dad. Yeah. He's uh, a cop. Yeah, who's a cop. He's the police lieutenant. And he's like, uh, everybody at your foster house was killed. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> and, uh, hey, real quick, just to rewind. Did you notice at the end of The Serpent and the Rainbow, the end music sounds just like the Terminator music? No. Dun, 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 dun. I quickly dun, turned dun, it dun, off. Yeah, I, I turned it off. <laughs> it was really similar, but it had a little bit of a uh, like a Haitian like uh, vibe, but it was very Terminator. Anyway, mm. I digress. Yeah. Digress all you want. <laughs> Let's get back to Shocker. We're going to regress talking back to Shocker. <sighs> so he dreamt these murders, and then he tells his uh, adopted dad. He's like, I saw it. He's like, I saw it. I, I know, know exactly it. what happened, and I know who did it. Yeah, because I saw their van outside. And, and and the dad gives him like a look that we see throughout the fucking movie, the same fucking look, like you're a fucking idiot, but yeah. somehow I maybe should believe you, but yeah. I don't believe you right but now. But he gives him details. He's like... Yeah. Uh, this dude who died had three broken fingers on his right hand and he was like this and this is where you found these bodies and he's like how'd you know all this shit and he goes because I told you I dreamt it I told you by the way none of the acting is good no no it is <laughs> not and like Peter Bird, his delivery, like when he talks, he moves his mouth a lot. Like yeah. it's hard to explain, but like he kind of talks like his teeth are too big for his mouth. <laughs> he, he sucks. <laughs> Am I crazy? Like, did you know? No, you're I, right. I, I, that was weird. He did that movie, Very Bad Things. Yeah, yeah. So he's he directed more that. As a director. And he yeah. was in that, and and that was a good movie. Yeah, that, uh, that movie's dark. I like it though. I do too. I love <laughs> Christian Slater in that movie. The end and of that movie is like such a downer yeah <laughs> so the cop is like okay like so, okay yeah. let's he's like let's look into this okay. he tells him the name of the van he goes i can show yeah. you where he works yeah so they go to where he is okay and they it's this tv repair warehouse yeah, yeah. and there's all these tvs everywhere and they're all on for they're, some yeah, reason they're all and on so so let's they all work he does a good job yeah <laughs> so let's backtrack so we got a slasher movie we got psychic abilities Dreams, a bit of a dreams. crime drama, crime drama. Checking okay. all the boxes. Check, we're literally checking. It's what Nightmare kind of, on Elm what kind of movie is this? What kind of movie? Yes. Is this? <laughs> all right. It's a Nightmare on Elm Street. So they go to this this fucking like repair shack, like by the fucking river or whatever. Like, yeah, and uh, industrial district. And uh, Mitch Pileggi is hiding inside of a bookshelf, and he grabs one of the cops and he kills him. And we Did got, you notice, like, we got the dumbest cops in, like, oh, in, the movie, worst, in movie land. The worst police department. The dumbest fucking So, cops. Peter Berg 
uh, sees a cigarette lying on the ground and he's like, hmm. Dude, one of your cops was they just were they just here and the dad's like Argh. I don't know I'm I'm just the he's lieutenant. like Sarge Sarge <laughs> he's like I don't know anything so uh, all of a sudden like a gallon or two of blood comes dripping out from under this bookcase right yep so they finally get the bookcase open they see the cop's body laying there and uh, the lieutenant uh, Peterberg's dad he like feels for a pulse I'm like you just yeah. saw two mm. gallons of blood <laughs> he, yeah. did, he did yeah I, I thought that too I was like uh, he's dead but Pinker uh, takes the cop's uniform and he goes outside yeah. and he kind of hides his face so everybody thinks it's uh, a, an actual cop and then he kills two more cops mm-hmm. three more three more cops yeah yeah and uh, he drives away in his van and laughs as he's driving away. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I got away. And yeah. then uh, the, the lieutenant's like, God damn it. And he's like, I got to call for backup. And he's holding the uh, walkie. It's disconnected. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you ain't calling anybody. You ain't calling shit. A mess. Uh, <laughs> so he's on the run again. Yeah. And they can't find him. So. Peter Burr, what's his name? John. Jonathan. John. Yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan. So, so he, he has a connection with Pinker, like psychic. psychic yeah, so he gets his friend his on the football team. He's like, all right, you know what to do. You know what to do. <laughs> and he's like. What do I do? <laughs> Wait, is this before or after <laughs> the girlfriend's killed? I'm going to fall asleep. You jerk me off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, the girlfriend dies, too. The girlfriend dies. Yeah, Pinker kills her. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, he tells his friend on the football team, he's like, "You know what to do," and it's like straight up on a Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Like when uh, Nancy is talking to Johnny Depp, and she's like, uh, "Whatever." Here's the no. She just says, "Here's the plan," so we don't know that it's a dream. And remember, she goes to the um, in her dream, like Glenn is hiding behind the oh yeah behind the yeah, and it's all a dream, and she sees uh, the guy in the prison cell get hanged. By Freddie? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what this is, right? So we don't know that it's a dream. We just see them all of a sudden driving in the car. And he like hears it and he goes and he meets up with Pinker who's killing another family. And he finds it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then then we see that it's a dream and and his friend, uh, this football player guy, like wakes him up. Yeah. And he's like, I know where it is. And he goes to uh, that cross street, right? Fucking Mm -hmm. Elm Street or whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) And... But the cops have been following him and they come out of nowhere. Like they just start taking off and all of a sudden the cops are like, boop, boop, yeah. and they just like come and follow him. And I was like, where the fuck did these guys come from? Like, <laughs> like they were just like hiding. Yeah. <laughs> but they get to Pinker. Pinker's trying to kill this family. Yeah. Jumps from roof to roof. And, and the two, the, the two uh, high school friends, they're out there and they don't let them in. One, like one of them like tackles be- the cop, tackles the cop. These, these are like high school kids. Yeah. No, they're college. Are they college? Yeah. Cause oh, he's okay. a college football player. Oh, okay. I thought it was high school, but it's like a community college. So yeah. it might as well be high school. Might as well be. <laughs> all these cops are like a hundred pounds. Well, not only that, they're all like, what bumbling idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and when his girlfriend died, they just fucking let him in. They it's let like, him in. Oh, should we let yeah. him in? Oh, we better not and let him in. And that crime scene got so tainted. He oh, should. yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Like, they just let this guy just walk into the crime scene. He shouldn't go in everything. There. We shouldn't do that. We normally don't do this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no coroner. There's no nobody oh, yeah. there. <laughs> they called him. He was the first one they called before they called, like, the coroner. Yeah. We're going to get the kid in here. Yeah. 
Yeah, she died uh, from a case of death. She was, she was kind of an airhead, too, a little bit. She's an idiot. <laughs> uh, she wore makeup in the bath. Pinker goes. <laughs> Did you like how like there was like grunting noises like while she was in the bath? It was, like, <sighs> it was him. Yeah, it was him. I was, like, he was doing shit. Yeah, but I thought I was like, what is he doing? And then the oh, camera pans over, and I was off. like, oh, he's doing pull-ups. I thought he was jerking off. I thought he was because that's what I saw. Like. I think they tried to imply like. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, they tried to imply something <laughs> there. <I think>. <laughs> 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 that's what David sounds like. That's what David sounds like. God, what he ejaculates. Oh, it's interesting that you know that. I shared a hotel room with him. Oh. Sort of squeal. Mm. Coming from the bathroom. All, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom again. <laughs> I'm all again. So, Jonathan drop kicks. It's a pretty oh yeah, <laughs> drop kicks. Dude, awesome. That was a badass kick. Like yeah. that was like I, I was like okay, that was cool. So and they capture Pinker. Now we're forty minutes into the movie at this point. <laughs> this has been the movie so far. It's a serial killer on the loose. Yeah, Jonathan's got uh, the ability to see where he's at. Uh, we're forty minutes in, and I'm like, all right, cool. This is this is kind of an interesting story. Yeah, yeah it's a little rip off of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of, but. I, I get it. Yeah, whatever. Right? And now flash forward to apparently they had a real quick trial. Real quick trial. And a real quick conviction. And, and an execution. And he didn't appeal it at all. <laughs> and he was well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they decide they're going to electrocute him. Shaka! Shaka! They play uh, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, a uh, oh, cover by yeah. Megadeth. Yeah. It was a cover, but it was a good cover. No, it was that... all right, but it was way out of place. Like It, felt it really re- was. It felt really weird in that scene. Yeah. Like, the execution. Like, there yeah. should have been like ominous like orchestral music or some- something no, or something dark. Mr. Nice like, here's this. Guy. It was just weird. Like, it yeah, was yeah. an Alice Cooper cover. Well, it was like, it's like, oh, this should be like a dark scene, but. You know, they add the Megadeth Alice Cooper cover, and it was just like, but wait a second, oh, this guys. is really fun. We're, we're overlooking, <laughs> we're overlooking something. So at this point in the movie, like I said, forty minutes in the movie, I'm kind of okay with it. Now we see him in his jail cell as they're coming to get him to lead him to um, execution. The only thing he asked for was, was a fucking television. TV. It's like, like, well, maybe he didn't want to miss his soaps. <laughs> so they go in there, and he's got like battery fucking cables. Do you know how many fucking weapons you can make out of a television set? <laughs> yeah, why yeah. would they give that to him? Are you fucking kidding me? So Again, the dumb fucking cops again. Well, it's dumb fucking writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the cops' fault. It's Wes Craven's <laughs> fault. Wes. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P., but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucked. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's keep going. So he's got these like battery charging cables that he's holding on to. He's got them clipped onto his nipples. Where the fuck did he get those? I was not saying like, where the hell did those come from? They came with the TV. Oh, hello. Cool. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> to get some reception. TVs have those. He asked for two things. A television and battery Dude. cables. Okay, hold on. When you guys you guys, when you guys had old television sets, like I'm sure you guys had old TVs with the rabbit ears. Oh, yeah, World, yeah. Did you guys ever have to like just to get better reception? Put like a can on it? Put or put like paper clips oh, or yeah. like Did oh, I ever yeah. tell I you guys that shit? Did I ever tell you guys this story? Maybe I haven't. <laughs> So we had a we had a television, we had a basement uh television 
like our game room mm-hmm. and I would go down there and watch play video games and watch TV and stuff. And it was one of these old TVs. Yeah. And we had like basic cable. Mm-hmm. So you could get like the scrambled yeah. shit. And uh, I would watch a lot of movies that we didn't have the movie channel, but I could you kind of you could pick it up. I yeah. could kind of see HBO. I could kind yeah. of see Cinemax. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a boob. And yeah. it was clearly a boob, but <laughs> it only worked like if I had I had to touch it to like ground it, right? And I had to hold it in just the right situation, right? right. So a lot of times, what I would do. <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing, but I'll tell it. I don't give a fuck. A lot of times what I would do is I'd take my shoe off and have my bare foot and I'd just touch my foot onto the TV, right? So I could watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, that came into play because I needed to free up a hand when I was watching like the Skinamax shit. So there I am standing there, one shoe off, foot up in the air, touching the TV, <laughs> pants around the ankles, just fucking whacking over. it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like nobody ever caught me. Thank God. Oh, that—that's how the story was going to end. No, so it in. wasn't. But what uh, are you doing? You're like, I'm trying to get better reception. This is the only way. I've tried every oh, permutation, man. and I have to be masturbating, and I have to have my toe on the TV. It's the only You're way. welcome. It's the only way I can watch Loaded Weapon Two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I did that. So uh, I. I I did stand-up comedy a couple of times, and I told that story uh, kind of a better, more longer way. But ultimately, what it, what the end joke was is like kids today don't know how hard it was to get porn back in the day <laughs> because when I was a kid, oh. I had to be like fucking MacGyver, <laughs> take a fucking. I had to figure out that I could have to touch it this certain way. In order to get the reception, just the right thing, just so I could jerk off to 15 seconds of a tit that came on at 12.15 at night. It's human ingenuity at its finest. You worked very hard. I did. For what you wanted. And you know what? It was rewarding because ultimately this sound came out of my basement. (laughs) (laughs) David's. What are you doing down there, Brett? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just watching uh, gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's electrocuting himself with this fucking television in this jail cell. Yeah. And it's apparent like he's doing some kind of like black magic. Well, because... also, where did he get the fucking candles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did he get the fucking <laughs> book? Yeah. The black magic book? Where did he get any of this shit? And then he's like, give me the power of Grayskull. <laughs> and out from the TV comes this fucking like God, I guess. Skeletor. It's like, okay. It's like a hand puppet. It's all broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure, bro. What, what did it say? It's like, no problem, babe, or something yeah, like that. Like, you got it, dude. Yeah, it's like Michelle Tanner. Michelle Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> And then the cops are like, if he's dead, our boss is going to be pissed because we got to kill him. <laughs> you know, they're going to electrocute him. So they give him mouth to mouth resuscitation just so they could go execute him. So they him. go kill him. So as he's giving him mouth to mouth, well, of course, he bites the guy's lip and there's like this big, long, stretchy, like, yeah, like out of the fucking evil dead, yeah. like <laughs> stretchy <laughs> lip. And then he uh, kicks the other guy in the balls or something. I don't know what something. he does. And this is like a uh, finger licking good when he bites, he like bites the guy's oh, finger yeah, off. Oh yeah, he bites the guy's finger off. Yeah. Yeah. More dumbass cops. Finger licking good. Wink, wink. Yeah, he's like, right, get it? I'm here <laughs> all week, folks. Well, well actually, for the next five minutes. So, you know, anyway. Universal put this out 
And Wes Craven wrote this. No, no, I know, but this was Universal Pictures, and what was Freddy's Dead? That was New Line. Yeah. Like, if I was Warner Brothers, I'd be like, "Fuck you guys, we're going to court <laughs> for all these fucking gags and shit." Yeah, like, exactly. These are these, these are, are fucking cartoons. Yeah. This is a fucking cartoon. So they finally take him down to the execution chamber, and uh, Jonathan and his uh, adopted dad, the lieutenant, are watching him being executed. And they ask uh, Pinker if he's got any final words. And then they give him some moonlighting. Like, <laughs> they turn yeah, off all the turn lights. Turn the lights down. A, like a he's got something to say. Like a blue spot on him. And he's all, yeah, I got some final words. Like, Can somebody give me a beat? <laughs> Whoa, man. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> beat poet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking slam poetry. <laughs> but he tells, uh, he tells Jonathan, he's like, yeah, I killed your mom because I'm your dad, mm-hmm. you fucknut. Yeah, and you shot me in the leg. Yep, and that's why bitch. I got this gimpy leg. Yep. And so Jonathan's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" <laughs> yeah, Jonathan finds out what we've known the entire movie because it was the it was, it was so, it's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, they pull the switch. He gets fried, but he doesn't die. He's like drooling. Oh. They send the doctor in there. And he has like some kind of electric power too from like when he was in the jail cell. Of course. Mm-hmm. He's got this fucking the power of the fucking TV. Yeah. Yeah. So check off another box. He has like the power of electricity. <laughs> yep. He's like the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> or Raiden. It's like the yeah, it's <laughs> fucking like a, Raiden. It's like one of the guys from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, John yep. Carpenter's like, what? <laughs> Son <laughs> of a bitch. Craven. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Craven. Carpenter probably called Craven like Craven, what the fuck are you doing? Like, hey, listen, it's a paycheck, all right? <laughs> you stole my story. <laughs> so they send the doctor in. She touches him, and she gets fried. And uh, But ultimately, what we find out is that uh, now he can jump from body to body. His okay. soul is electrified. Fucking quantum leap. So now it's a like a body possession yep. movie. <laughs> and he can jump from body to body through touch or not even. Yeah, because at first you're like, oh, he has to touch him, but then he gets out into the park and And he he makes some weird choices with who he jumps into. Well, first he jumps into the doctor. That's the first person that touches him. So okay, understandable. Then he jumps into an out of shape cop Mm -hmm. who's like half dead. Yep. And then he jumps into a runner. Yeah, I would have stayed. Who he shoots? I would have stayed in the jogger's body probably. But he shot the jogger, so the jogger Uh, was not long for the. Yeah, that's true. Then he jumps into a little girl. Like a seven-year-old. And who, then the girl's mom. Who's like... Drops the F-bomb. Yeah, she's like, come on, you fucker. <laughs> then she like spits. <laughs> and, then the, and then the mom. And then the construction worker. She jumps the in construction the mo- worker is Jack. He's in the mom for like five seconds. Yeah. Well, you know who the construction worker is, right? No. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Alice Cooper's guitarist. Oh, oh, cool. Kane Roberts. Oh, okay. He's been in other bands, too. That guy's jacked. But you know he doesn't do cardio. He just fucking lifts. So he's not going to catch Jonathan. <laughs> just another meathead. So they're all chasing after Jonathan. Yeah. And like all of them, like as they run, because he's got a limp, it's kind of a gallop. Well, and that's the thing is like the limp is not just to Pinker's body. It's yeah. to everybody, which doesn't really make any sense. I kept waiting for someone to screw up and limp with the wrong leg, yeah. but I never caught it. So I think all of it them prob- did a good job. It probably <laughs> happened. I love how go back to the cop in the park and he's like trying to shoot at him. He's a terrible shot for a murderer. He's a terrible shot. But not only that, it's like you hear all these gunshots and then there's still people in the park. And there's still a little girl riding her bike. It's convenient enough for like to get more potty. Just a little girl like on her bike was like ringing a bell, but there was no bell on the bike. (laughs) 
Meg <laughs> didn't have a nose. She just, she just ring, was ring. like Michael Winslow. She could do it with her she mouth. She was like, ring, ring. Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lots of beeps, lots of creeps, lots of sweeps. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jonathan goes to his coach and his two friends, Ted Ramey. Mm-hmm. And Back the then. other friend yeah. who like helped him earlier. And they're like, yeah, we'll help you. And they believe him. Yeah. They're like, so you're telling me. The coach is like, <laughs> the coach is like, so you're telling me. Pinker jumps from body to body and he's after you right now. And he's like, yeah. He goes, I believe up. you. I believe <laughs> that you. Sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Jonathan's like, the only thing that'll stop him is the fucking necklace that I gave my dead girlfriend. But Pinker took it. And it's at the bottom of the lake. And I know where it is. I just need my diving mask. I need my diving mask. <laughs> I just got to go get it. I said to my wife, I go, if I said that to my friends, then I'll be like, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think when he said, I just, uh, I just need my diving, diving mask. mask. I need my That's when you turned mask. it off. I think I paused it to get a refill. I was like, all right. All and right. so Coach and Ted Ramey, they're like, We'll go get your diving mask. Because he goes, I can't bear to go back to that house. I can't go back to that house. Too many ghosts there. (laughs) I'll just send you guys and have something bad happen to you. Yeah. (laughs) He goes, meet me at the park in half an hour. (laughs) He goes, yeah, you guys got to go get it because... God forbid I go to the the fucking sports authority and and just and just buy a mask. That one's already got my spit in it. (laughs) I mean, it's nine ninety nine plus tax. It's nineteen eighty nine. That's a lot of money. (laughs) They don't even ask him like where to look. It's just like he says it's in his closet. He does. I think he does say it's my diving mask in my closet (laughs) next to the penis pump. It's not mine. It's. Trust me, it's a Trust gag me. gift. It's a gag gift from my uncle. I'm hung like a horse on okay. my 20th birthday. <laughs> Why is he talking like uh, an old man now? Yeah, <laughs> listen, 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 kid. Listen, sugar. <laughs> I'm tell you something. Uh, He's like, meet me in a half an hour. Meet me half an hour by the lake. Yeah, no questions. No questions. Just bring that mask. And you know what? Bring the penis bump too. What the hell? All of a sudden, we're all New Yorkers too. <laughs> Uh. Listen, listen. Uh. Don't, don't use the penis pump. Don't use the penis pump. Just bring it. <laughs> and bring the mask. I use it as a beer bong. Exactly. I make bongs out of different things. I'm very creative. Penis pump is like the number one thing I use to make bongs. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. God. I'm dying. Oh, oh, fucking A. Mm, all my kidneys hurt. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so they go to the lake. Him and his buddy, Rome, we'll call him Romeo. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> Rhino, Rhino. Rhino, okay. Rhino. I was Rhino, close. Yeah. I started with an R. Yeah. Him and Rhino go to the lake. And Jonathan's telling Rhino, he's like, oh, God, it's been an hour. I told him a half an hour. It's been an hour and 15 What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Gee, I wonder what happened. He's like, it's- <laughs> I don't think coaching. Pac-Man, Pac-Man's Ted Raimi's ca- uh, character's name. He's like, I don't think Coach and Pac-Man believe me. They're turning me into the authorities. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> and Rhino's like, don't do it. He's like, fuck you. So he goes back to the house, which he could have done in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? He goes back to the house and uh, Coach, is, uh, Coach is possessed, Coach is possessed by uh, fucking Pinker. Coach is attacking him. <laughs> and then the girlfriend shows up again. Oh, g- girlfriend's girlfriend. a ghost. She's a ghost. Okay, so now this is a ghost story. Is this the part where the girlfriend's like, Jonathan, 
I have to tell you something. And we never find out. It's very important. <laughs> Just fucking say it, you bitch. Please listen very carefully <laughs> and then we, to what I'm about to tell you. And then, nothing. and then it cuts away. We never. Are you ready for what I'm and about I thought, to tell you? I thought that what, what she said would you. come into play later. I thought so too. But it but never no, comes never into play. Happened. What I'm going to tell you might surprise you. It might shock you. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, then Pinker says to Jonathan, he goes, I left a little present. I left a little mess in the closet. And I was telling David earlier, before we started this podcast, I go, wouldn't it be funny if it was just a big pile of shit? <laughs> and he just took a crap. It's like coily crap. Just a um, little Hershey kiss in there for him. Yeah. It's like the emoji. <laughs> yep. He yeah, like put a little smiley face in it with his fingers. Uh, I possess that too. Also, uh. you're out of uh, soap. I need an antibacterial soap. I don't want to get pink eye. <laughs> Please. Uh. But the surprise is Pac-Man. Ted Raimi's dead. He yeah, did. he's dead. And, and he smashed the diving mask. He broke it. Yeah, he broke the mask. I know you wanted that fucking mask. <laughs> I smashed it. Good luck uh. finding another one. <laughs> You're never so, going to find that necklace now. <laughs> so the coach is about to attack him. But the coach is resisting. And he's resisting. He's like, fight it, coach. Fight it. It's fight like it. you always told us, coach. You, you, can, told do, us, you I, can do whatever you want to. <laughs> just put your mind to it. Just put your mind to it, coach, and fight off fight off the urge. <laughs> so coach, coach can't fight it. He long. can't fight it. And so <laughs> coach ends up stabbing himself oh, after a yeah. bunch of fucking dialogue. Right and it's heart. just like, dude, you could have probably saved him. You probably could have grabbed the knife. Yeah. You're just standing there no. with your ghost girlfriend. No. And then your ghost girlfriend starts doing some Care Bear shit. She starts shooting <laughs> a fucking light beam out of her chest. <laughs> she shoots him away. She shoots him away. And uh, something happens where he his two fingers turn into he, like some plugs. Yeah, he like yeah, he and he jumps plugs into, the into outlet. an outlet, and now he's in the house. Shaka, shaka. Electri- he's like now electric. Two in the pinker, <laughs> one, one in the, the stinker. stinker. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, the lieutenant, uh, this foster That's dad, the ground plug. <laughs> yeah, the a lot of people, lot of people snip that one off. The two on prongs and the one in the bottom. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lieutenant, his dad. Yeah, so yeah. The, the again, more useless cops show up, and yep. he goes well, there and there, and he I grabs like, a lamp he and he walks, gets shot. He walks in and says a really weird line. He goes, "It smells like an electric chair in here." Yeah, <laughs> like why would you say that? He's yeah. only smelled one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he's and he doesn't believe his son. Like yeah, he uh, thinks again, he, he thinks, thinks he, the son killed everybody. Yeah, and, and it's like okay, dude. Him. It's like what have you fucking seen up to this point? And then now not you, enough, now not enough evidence. Now you think it's the son? Okay, so. So he's got the son arrested, yeah. and he's like, "Put him in my car. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, take care him of down." Yeah. Well, and the son, come on, the box of rocks has like a moment where he realizes, "Oh crap!" Now Pinker's in my dad. Yeah, no shit. I could have yeah. told you that. Yeah. <laughs> he only realizes it after the lieutenant walks with a limp, yeah. and then gives him the sly smile, like the mm. something's not right here. <laughs> hey, I better scoop. get out of this car. So we get another so another chase scene. Rhino, Rhino breaks the. Cop car window and drags him out of there. He's like, "Run, run! I love you." <laughs> In a strictly platonic way, <laughs> but not really. But, but not necessarily. If you feel the same way, <laughs> I mean, if you really love me, uh, let's not rule anything out. And he That's tackled. What I was doing the entire movie. I was making like <laughs> Just riffing. Yeah, like those two. Like Rhino was really like in love with Jonathan, and so like anytime he would say something, I'd be like, that "Unrequited love." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call oh. me. <laughs> But he runs and he goes to like a 
Like a TV tower? Of all places, they go to a TV station. <laughs> yeah. They climb the tower. And g- climb up it. And yeah. And the lieutenant's chasing after him. He climbs up after him. Yeah. And then the lieutenant, like, pulls a fast one, right? He tells uh, he tells him that he's got heart problems. And, uh, but he really doesn't have heart problems. He's just saying it so Pinker will jump out of his body. Right? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Something like, that's like, the way yeah, I interpreted something it. like that happened. And then, like, after he jumps out of his body, Jonathan goes, I never knew you had heart problems. He goes, you know that. And I know that. Yeah. Pinker didn't, Pinker know, didn't that. know that. And it's like, oh, we beat him. So now, so now Pinker's in <laughs> but Pinker, a TV dish. He got sent via satellite. Yeah. Like yeah. old school 1980s satellite dishes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm worldwide now or something like yeah. that. Well, only to the 17% of the population that have satellite dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's now it's fucking stay tuned. Yeah, that movie. Check off another box. <laughs> mm-hmm. and he could go from TV channel, TV station to TV station, but he's still through the electricity. So Pinker comes up with a plan. He gets his whole football. It's team. anything goes basically. He gets his whole football team, and he tells Rhino. Well, and before that though, uh, Jonathan gets arrested and is imprisoned and then released because Pinker keeps killing people. Like, oh yeah, that's that right. whole montage. Like, why did that even happen? Well, like, and we got also got John Tesh doing the news. Oh yeah, yeah. he's informing us <laughs> of the events. Yep. yep. But you're right. He does get arrested. Then the dad goes, he didn't really do it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right. Yeah. All right. Oh, let him go. And then he gets his uh, football buddies. And he's like, go down to the power plant <laughs> and cut the power at exactly midnight. Okay. <laughs> And he's like, and then he calls this uh, TV crew, which is just a cameraman and a news guy. Yeah. And he proceeds to berate the news guy. Like, he says, I can give you Pinker. I can give you Pinker. Well, okay, where is he? He's like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to go get him. Do you want the story? You, I'm going to make you an anchor man before the night is through. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Uh, this is where Alan and I walked in to David's house today. And this is where David was at when we came in this morning, because you had to finish this movie. Had, yeah. <laughs> so I just didn't have the energy last night to, uh, and I barely had the energy to, to watch finish. it again. I, like, I gotta, I gotta start again. So he goes into a dream state, meets up with Pinker. I'm surprised he didn't say, "All I got to do is grab him and wake up and, and pull, him, pull him out, pull him out of my dream." Um, but he uh, goes in the dream state, and then they proceed to hop from television to television television show yeah so they're like in a uh leave it to beaver episode mm-hmm. and then they're in an alice cooper music video and yeah. then it's like the, the whole thing was a fucking like a boxing match yeah. and the hindenburg is going down yeah. the whole people, thing was like a fucking music video. and people at home are watching this right like uh, they can see it on yeah because even john tesh says pinker and or a guy who looks a lot like horace pinker and jonathan whatever uh, have been seen on many different TV shows. Fighting. Mm. That's weird. And then all and of a sudden, sudden he shows up there. Yeah. yeah. They show up there. Yeah. And then he's like, did you get that? <laughs> and then they go to some religious channel. Yeah. And you know who that preacher guy was? Who? Dr. Timothy Leary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was in that show yeah. in the movie. Yeah. He's a big advocate for LSD. So then they go, well, you need fucking LSD yeah. to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> So then, because the film crew is videotaping, Jonathan picks up a remote control and he starts changing the channels. Yeah, they changes, they're in someone's like living room, and he changes the cha- yeah, it's like Roseanne, yeah, but not not, and he changes the channel to his own room that's being videotaped, and then he jumps out of the TV into that room, 
<laughs> with Horace, but they're still in the TV world. Yeah, this is where it was like I don't, I don't fucking get it. I really, I stopped caring. I was, I stopped caring a long time. ago. I had checked out. Yes, I had checked out. I think and I was setting up our microphones equipment. and shit. I don't even think Wes Craven knew what the <laughs> fuck he was doing. He was just kind of like, oh, this will look cool. I better do this. <laughs> and so then there's a fight. And then uh, Jonathan has the remote control and he presses freeze frame. Pause for those of you who nowadays. But it's not a good enough freeze frame because Pinker can still talk and like kind of move a and little bit. And he's jittery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the old school freeze pause buttons. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he uh, says, remember my brother? And then he like, it's like a Wii remote because mm-hmm. <laughs> he like he can like control him. He, he whips it right and then Pinker flies right. He whips it left. Pinker flies left. He's like, you remember my mother, my sister, all the parents that you killed, all the brothers and sisters. And he starts like <laughs> naming off. He's like aunts, uncles, second cousins, <laughs> <laughs> JFK, Doctor Martin Luther King He's Jr. Like, Wait a second, I didn't kill this guy. Hold on a second. <laughs> Listen, I'm an asshole, but I'm not that big of an that asshole. Wasn't me. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> registered look he's like i don't give a fuck and this is for john lennon (laughs) um so he's like whipping him around the room and then he's like another thing pinker and another thing pinker (laughs) he's like right now my friends are gonna shut off the power and whoever's caught in this tv room when the power goes out is stuck here forever but me, and he tells him, his, he's like a fucking Bond villain. Yeah, he's telling like, the whole but plot. But me, I'm going to jump right through this TV. And at exactly midnight. And Pinker goes, hey, you fucker. It is midnight. Your clock is wrong. How does, how does Pinker know that? I don't know. But he's like, your clock is wrong. And then Jonathan looks at his clock and he's like, Rhino, no. Well, Rhino and the fucking football team cut the power. <laughs> then Pinker unfreezes. But. <laughs> The strange thing I was telling the guys today is like the power's not cut because the light bulb's still on, the TV's still on, yeah. everything's on in the room. Yeah. And not to mention the remote runs on batteries. <laughs> <laughs> so freezing him isn't also, reliant on the power. Also in this day, and not that it matters, but you couldn't pause TV. Like this would have had to have been this a was tape. Early TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this was people who watched this were like, you know what would be cool if we if could we, do that, and they're like, I know TiVo. Yeah, like, got it. <laughs> and done. Remember when TiVo was like a thing? Like oh, you yeah. had to subscribe to TiVo. Oh yeah, I had TiVo. I did yeah. not. Um, I but then TiVo. it was like everybody was like, we're gonna do a DVR, and then TiVo went fuck. Went, oh crap! <laughs> there wah, goes our wah, business wah. model. Yep. But uh, they get they get into another fight, and then uh, Jonathan pulls out the necklace, puts it over the camera, and jumps into the camera jumps lens. Into the camera. <laughs> and so either he shrank, or like the Mike, camera blew up. It's like big. Mike TV, <laughs> yeah, from uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. It's like a thousand a million pieces take a long time to put back together. <laughs> Pinker gets caught in there, and uh, oh, there was another scene too where he's gonna jump through the TV, but. Uh, Jonathan unplugs the TV, and as uh, Pinker's like heading head first, he's like, fuck! <laughs> like, head first into the TV. Also, another nod to Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to Prime yep. Time, yep. bitch. Yep. Oh, that would have been cool had Jonathan said, he had that. said that. Welcome yeah. to Prime Time, bitch. <laughs> but instead, he says something else equally as lame. 
He's like, well, it's midnight. It's technically not prime. He's like, right, the joke works. The welcome, joke works. Welcome to late Didn't night, you, dude. Bitch. Dude, dude of wrath. Didn't you like the scene with the chair? Like the chair. Oh, I did scene? like that scene. I liked when the chair came. You know what alive. I thought of when that happened? Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> cherry. Cherry. <laughs> He's a, being attacked by Cherry. I thought a little bit. Especially of when a, the eyes came yeah. out. <laughs> a little bit of Ghostbusters too. Uh, oh yeah, Weaver. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody needs to take. Wes Craven a court for this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. If he were still alive. Do a seance. Yeah. Get him, get him out here. <laughs> um, Horace Pinker is still on the TV. The TV's broken. Yeah, and he, yet he operates and it the with the fucking fire, remote. The fire is on. And the fire goes out when he turns off the TV. <laughs> and Pinker's uh, like, I'll get you, you son of a bitch. Blah, 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 blah. And then Jonathan just grabs the remote and hits the power in the TV. And he's not takes, even the right remote for his TV. And he though. takes the remote and he blows it like it's a gun. Oh, uh-huh. God. So lame. And then he goes outside <laughs> and everybody's outside. They're like, We just saw you on TV. Hey, were you just <laughs> on TV? He's like, I was. And then they're like, Look at the sky. Isn't it beautiful? And then his ghost girlfriend is next to him and she's like, isn't isn't she next to him? Yeah, I don't. Remember. She's like the sky is beautiful, he or goes, she talks to him or something. It is beautiful. It is beautiful, isn't it? He's like, it hey, beautiful. also this is awkward, but I was actually going to break up with you right before he died, and <laughs> I don't want you following me around all the time. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. can you just go to heaven or do, <laughs> or, do or hell? I don't or care. Hell, it doesn't. Yeah, whatever. I know some things you did. You're probably going to hell. <laughs> wherever wherever you need to go, please go there. Shaka, please just go away. And <laughs> end then, of movie. End of movie. Right. David, <laughs> uh, this is a really bad movie. Um, <laughs> oh shit! I was excited when it started. Like I liked the opening like sequence and song. Uh, I think I told you guys too. I even liked when I popped the Blu-ray in. Uh, the The menu was uh-huh. cool. I was like, "Oh, I'm excited! Like, let's do this thing." And then it didn't take long. Like within a few minutes, I was like, "Oh dear! Mm. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be a whole thing." So yeah. Um, <laughs> This movie is so it's, it's really stupid. It's a almost two hour long chase sequence. Like it's yeah. literally just cops and people chasing this guy around. The guy jumping into bodies. Bad oh, acting. It's the same thing over and over again. And no one's very bad helpful. acting. Um, the special effects also aren't very good. There's a lot some, of green lot, screen. Yeah, bad green screen. Bad green screen. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of humor in the humor that's. Well, they, they try, actually, there's a lot of quote-unquote humor. They try a lot, but it's just not... It, nothing not Nothing in this movie works. Um, the most interesting part was probably like some of the stuff towards the end, but even that was lame. <sighs> so I gave it a one. One. Yeah, and I'm going to follow right along with that. I mean, I, I could go half, but I'll, I'll give it a one just for the song. <laughs> because it's brought me so much enjoyment. <laughs> Shaka! Um... But it really fucking sucks. And the fact that Wes Craven wrote this is like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that this guy is considered <laughs> a grandfather of horror. And this is the type of shit that he writes. <laughs> like, it's just like, I mean, it's just uh, awful. Yeah. And he's just done, he's done so much better. Like, yeah. Before and after this movie. Yeah. And it's just really, really bad. And, and I think he should be. I think we should take him to task on this one. Yeah. And anybody who says that they like this movie is fucking lying. (laughs) Like I, I never wanted to put him on a pedestal because I had never seen these movies. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we know him for nightmare on Elm street and scream, you know, but Hills have eyes. Hills have eyes. Last house on the last house. But you know, if you ask 
I swear, if if we go to a convention and and we take and we ask a fan, and maybe they're wearing a Freddy shirt or Scream shirt or whatever, and they they love those movies, and you ask them, oh, do you like Wes Craven? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I bet you anything. If you ask them, like, okay, it's like, what movies? Like, name some Wes Craven movies. I don't think I don't think a lot of people would would mention these. You know? No, because because yeah. well, specifically this one because it sucks. Yeah, but it's like. People love Wes Craven, but they I only don't... love like two films of his. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, you know what's an underrated Wes Craven movie though is uh, Have you seen Red Eye? Uh, uh-uh. I saw Red Eye. That's a good movie. I didn't mind that, yeah. and I like People Under the Stairs. Yeah, it's not it's horror genre, but it's kind of like a kids film mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, um, I do like Wes Craven films. Yeah, just this one, Serpent in the Rainbow is kind of like it's all right. One of those yeah. cuspy. I wasn't ones. crazy about I mean, it's it. It's boring. I mean, yeah, I mean like, but it's like okay, well, whatever. Yeah, but this one in particular, this is the shittiest one that I've ever seen so far. Yeah, and did he direct Hills Have Eyes too? I think he did. I'm not sure. I but think they kind of forced him to do it. <laughs> this this movie, like, you know, like Dave said. You know, I was excited at first and I was like, okay, you know, and given the year I was, I was expecting like comedy, you know, and that's what, that's what started happening. Like, you know, they're on the football field and he runs into, you know, the fucking pole and shit like, like 12 like, times. It was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, but it, things started happening. It's like, okay, psychic dreams, uh, telepathic communication, black magic, electric powers, body possession, voices from the dead, divine intervention. Mm. It's like, you know, and then not only that, but he's like borrowing from like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, because it's kind of like his take on where it should have gone or something like that. Like it was his answer to the films after three. Because he produced three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he kind of like, I think had something to do with the story. But like the story, this story was like a fucking mess. It was awful. And it dragged for so long. And it it went for so long. Um, I will say like Mitch Pileggi, like he was entertaining at times. Like he had his moments, but it wasn't enough. I give it a one also. It just dragged and dragged and like nothing else was really great about it. Some of the music was cool. Like it was kind of upbeat, but some of it didn't fit either. Yeah, like like David said, the no more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, so I give yeah, it a lot one. of his. I think place. maybe maybe if they would have made this movie, taken it a little bit more seriously, and like really refined the story, this seems like a first draft. Mm-hmm. Well, that, like and, and that they got mixed up. Like well, the pages they, got mixed up, and they were just like, if, okay. if they had cut a lot of the shit, and if they had either this, gone a certain direction, like okay, this could have been a thirty-minute Tales from the Crypt episode. Exactly. You know what would have been cooler is like start the movie with them capturing him. Yeah. And then, yeah, like immediately, or start the movie with him being on death row, yeah, and then have him like go through the fucking mm-hmm. electricity, and that's how he gets into people's houses, and yeah. that's how he kills them instead of possessing people's bodies. Like I think, like you could have made it a little bit better using yeah. the same sort of premise. Yeah, but nothing about this movie was original because um, there was another movie called Prison mm. um, with Viggo Mortensen. And that came out, uh, I think it was like 86. I could look it up right now, but... Wasn't there another movie too where it was like Denzel Washington where they would touch people and it would like pass the soul? Uh, what Like year? from the killer? Oh, uh, you know Fallen. What? Was Fallen. it Fallen? Was it Denzel so. Washington? Yeah, and like John, John Goodman? Goodman? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Fallen. Yeah. And didn't that... I don't remember that movie. Well. I saw the soul it. though? I think so. Yeah, it killer? was a killer. 
Yeah, because that was the song that had the time. Was it Time Is On My Side? There was a song that like that was kind of how you knew the killer was. It was like, oh, okay. the person like singing that song or something. Yeah. Um. It was oh so a movie called Prison that came out in eighty seven, Destroyer in eighty eight, and the Horror Show in eighty nine. All these were about murderers coming back from the dead, like after electric chair execution. Mm. So like nothing about this movie was really original and it was just like borrowed from a lot of other things and it didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Like if it had gone like full on horror or even full on comedy, like at least they would know what it, what it's supposed to be, but it was just a fucking mess. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I know what the movie is. A big semen <laughs> pile of fucking shit. I'm also left I'm, in the closet by the coach. I'm, I'm almost like pissed off at him almost. Yeah, no, if you he know, was still like, alive, I'd be really upset it's with like, him. It's like, dude, but he's dead. Oh, by the way, Gene Siskel gave this thumbs up. He did, yeah. Roger Ebert gave oh, a thumbs down. Yeah. Gene Siskel's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So was Roger Ebert, but at least he gave this movie a thumbs down. How did anyone give this a thumbs up? Wow, that's uh, that's surprising. Because Gene Siskel's an asshole. <laughs> If you have any thoughts on Shocker, <laughs> The Serpent and the Rainbow, jerking off to Blurred TV, what else did we talk about in this one? Look <laughs> in The Matrix. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Give us a shout out. Yeah. Uh, find us uh, on uh, Twitter, where we're the Swearwolves. We're also the Swearwolves on Facebook and on the Slasher app. Uh, we're on Instagram, where we're the Swearwolves podcast. And we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. Uh, we also have our own website, theswearwolves.com. Or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. I got to go get my diving mask. (laughs) (laughs) I smashed it.